Welcome to Don't Comply. We talk everything from science to spirituality. We have absolutely no judgment. And we got no time for bullshit. Enjoy. It's true, I've tried it before. It's never a failure, but a redirection. Sometimes you just need to embody a little bit more of who you are and come back with it with more effort and self-awareness and a whole lot more oomph. So here goes. I'm Jade and this is Don't Comply Podcast. Today you'll learn a little bit more about me, the planet, and I've decided to talk about things I've learned from influencing leaders. Don't Comply is the newest addition to my many pies I've dipped my fingers into over the years. Life for me, well, I'd say at one point I felt trapped emotionally, in love and financially, and I saw little way out, but I needed it, I craved it. I was working in a corporate environment and I discovered today that only 6% of the UK now work 9 to 5, just 6%, that's bloody remarkable. And for me, that's the best thing that came out of that dreaded period of time we're still experiencing impacts on, but we're not going to talk much about that today. I also learned that 46% of business entrepreneurs are between the age of 41 and 56. So there's still time yet for anyone still stuck in that 6%, like my previous self that couldn't see a way out. But let's talk today about some of the obstacles in which I faced when I really started to realise that life is a roller coaster. Now, when I think about it, I was probably about 14 years old when I found out and came to realise that my dad is an addict. That was the first time, well, let's say I didn't comply. I attended school 58% of the school year. When you look at the statistics, 264 million children around the world don't have access to education. So I really wasn't in any position to really fuck up that privilege. My first awakening wasn't a spiritual one. I was approximately 19 years old and I awoke from a long sleep having been up for around 8,640 minutes. That's 144 hours of sleep deprivation. I rose to the paraphernalia around me and the remnants of a bloody good old session. You see, my parents were acid house ravers, think puffer jackets and well, probably couldn't afford Nikes at the time, but warehouses ecstasy and the best of the best music to them they were the good old days anyway i'm going slightly off topic here i woke the f up to the fact that i could no longer go down the path of endless raves and the party scene it would however be still a part of my life but life had different route for me and i had to take it because if i hadn't god knows what would have happened for some years, I was in the 42% of people that changed their jobs every two years. Some may say I excelled. For me, I was desperately using my career as escapism until I broke, hitting rock bottom for the second time. It hurt more than the first, and I was wounded more than the first. I heavily grieved my grandmother. Yet life continued, and I've been very blessed over the last few years to have lived and travelled to some amazing places. But my hardest fall to date was in 2020. One in four of us this year will suffer with our mental health. 74% of us will feel an overwhelming stress. 46% will eat unhealthy due to stress. And 29% reportedly started drinking due to stress. Anxiety has increased by 25% over the last few years. On face value, I was over the moon. Another escapism to my actual reality that is, well, I live on planet Earth. So what did I do? I became a stripper. 
that's the story for another episode. In my 32 years, I've experienced the highs and luxuries of life and experienced mental health at its absolute most savage. I've hit rock bottom three times. I've binged on drugs and alcohol. I've had, I've had kundalini psychosis. I've also been moments away from killing myself at one point, but I came around from that experience and I'm here for anybody else that's ever been in the same situation. I've been in a jail cell, but never arrested. As I said, I've been a stripper, but I've also been a senior leader nationwide at the age of 26 and I've consulted CEOs in the banking industry and in market leading organisations to improve business. The rest of me seems pretty boring in the grand scheme of things however I have some excellent stories to tell and I'm intrigued by wisdom, knowledge and now the divine. I was 28 when I started my spiritual awakening and between 34 and 41% of us have awakened spiritually. But it's pretty unheard of in a quiet little village where I come from. You're deemed crazy and a little odd. Now people have had to accept that I do live with spirit as a clairaudient and clairvoyant, which means I hear and see energy. Telepathy is not uncommon for me and spirits talk to me through my enhanced abilities, I quote, of the things known as the ear chakras. So enough about me. What am I actually going to talk to you about today? I'm going to talk to you about things I learned from influencing leaders. So after a pretty rocky start in my life, as I said, I was pushed forwards in my career, winging a business degree whilst I worked full time and I became a nationwide senior manager by the age of 26. Customer experience manager was my title for a market leading company. However, 18 months into that role, I say now that they were sucking my soul dry. I gave back the new golf, let go of the status and decided to go to India in search for my soul and become a yoga teacher. Whilst I was working in corporate, it really wasn't all that bad. I did learn some really valuable lessons that I now integrate into my own lifestyle and business. The first thing I'm going to talk to you about is being privileged. Now, it's probably the right time for me to mention if you don't already know that 50% of the world's wealth is held by 1% and that figure is probably going to pop up a few times in my podcasts in the future. I found out that Switzerland is actually the most privileged country scoring 100 out of 100 on the highest financial stability. So what do we mean by privileged? It's people that have an advantage or opportunity that most other people do not have. As much as I I'm positive. I am from the UK and we do like to complain about being from the UK with good reason with energy costs and the rise of living costs and the people that control things. We don't actually get taught how to live in our education system and they sneakily block and suppress our creativity. Our country is absolutely and still is racist against coloured people which I have been witness to on many occasions. So am I proud to be British? Not really. However, looking back, I went to a grammar school, I have a higher education and the ease of development in my career with such potential at a young age, it really is because I'm a white English woman and that's not something that I say proudly. I was born on a council estate and I haven't had it all with a silver spoon. I've seen how the rich live and I've seen how the poor live. And I've seen people in Africa and how they're just surviving. And all it makes me want to do is help people more. The second thing I want to talk to you about today is if you put your focus into it, it will pay. 
I never really knew the concept of this until I set up my own business. It was then I realised that all my life I had actually been told what to do from a young age, influenced by a culture of programming and conditioning and keeping up with the Joneses. When I started to do things on my own and for my own way, the feelings of my inner child seeped out of me like an overflowing pool of water. It was messy to say the least. My consistency was the thing that would be my downfall at first. I broke through time and time again. Being consistent and knowing my expertise in the banking industry gave me so many opportunities. At the time, I was a high flyer in that role. Then I came to learn about manifesting. And at first, like most things, we trial and error. And it didn't work out for me because I was manifesting based around a desire to be loved and accepted. And if you're going to do it this way, it's probably not going to work out for you. You really have to understand your own belief system and break down all the programming to really be aligned to who you truly are. I'd like to ask you, what are your deepest fears? What is most important to you? What are your limiting beliefs and what are your limitations at this time? You see, once you start to understand that, then you can start to create who you truly are and not what others expected you to be like. You create your own value and added value. You delve deep into what you can do to be of service to others. What are your gifts, your talents? Who is your inspiration? And what are your desires? Now, desires, that can lead you into your ego unless you are coming from a place of pure intention. See, desire will become the root of your problems if you don't come directly from your heart space and your own moral compass. And it needs to be directed in one direction and one direction only. The key masculine traits of routine, consistency, drive, logic, reason, all come into play here. If you can balance your feminine and your masculine and align to who you truly are, it will pay. The third topic today is business culture. Now, culture on a whole for me personally is a set of behaviours and traditions that were passed down through generations that keep a sense of worthiness and a sense of recognition in a culture or a society. It's similar within business. It's a combination of values, behaviours and goals within a workplace. It's the policies and procedures that we adhere to and in order to be ugh, compliant. For many years, I was heavily influenced by a large organisational culture. This would affect not only my direct opinions, but also it changed me as a person. I became almost a robot in my everyday life. Don't get me wrong, I was bettering myself in some ways, but I lost my soul. I lost my energy. I lost my purpose. I lost my essence. I did things that I'm not truly aligned to. For me, if you're creating a business, it really has to be ingrained in everything that you are as a person and not just your truth, but your whole entire being, not what society expects of you, not what the ones before expected of you, but what is most you, what do you believe in most and what is aligned to your heart center. The next thing I would like to talk to you about today is matrix programming. The term refers to conditions within our DNA passed down through generations and generations. It's deeper than we think. It's a coexistence of this reality and the subconscious, the astral plane, the higher realms of consciousness. It's about implants, modifications within the subconscious belief system that make us feel that it's, it's naturally happening. Allowing us to live within this illusion without recognising that we are actually part of it. Quantum mechanics comes to mind here and I'll share some more info on that at a later date. 
these programs which affect us at birth and throughout our lives have an impact on us through patterns, addictions, thought process and dramatic events that occur in our lives. When these programs are healed through the energetic and aura fields placed on us by Earth's crystalline grid system and the meridian ley lanes, we can reach more of our potential, clarity, awareness and even become in tune with our psychic abilities. Topic five is innovation is never new. When accessing creativity in our brain, it is heavily dependent on our memories. I call this seeking innovation from related worlds. We develop what we already know to innovate something new. My role was to influence creativity and innovation by changing the culture of organisations to think outside the box. We believe, due to our schooling system, that we are not creative and our trauma prevents us from our creative expression. Yet when we heal our past trauma, you realise that you can access more of your creativity. It's a divine process of accessing more of who we once were. By stilling the mind, you are making space for more spontaneous thoughts in the frontal cortex of your brain, allowing for a flow of creativity. The last thing I'm going to talk to you about today is self-belief. I didn't feel good enough. That was the reason why I left my job, in seek of my soul. As I worked for a male-dominated environment and in turn I became a masculine-dominated female, I would suppress my emotions and how I truly felt and at times I would be ruthless enough to tell them what I thought. That's why I was there. However, slowly I was being turned into a version of me that was so far away from my soul's purpose to the point I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't be compliant in an environment that was draining me for all that I had to offer. Self-belief comes from the belief system of knowing oneself, knowing that you may not hold all the answers and that failure is never failure, but it is a redirection. So what's the conclusion today? Don't become comfortable in being uncomfortable. Never become complacent. And for the love of God, I will never be acquiescent. Don't comply. Thanks so much for listening. Follow Chakra Decoding on Instagram and Jade Amanda Hill on Facebook. And if you're interested in working with me, just send me a little DM saying awakening. Thanks so much for listening. Send in love. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. And you might think, what if I fall? Well, what if you don't? What if you fly? <laughs>